In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And today, we are presented with a few commandments here that are extremely difficult, but possible. Commandments that no other faith, religion, or philosophy of the world has ever thought of. What does the Lord say? As you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. You want them to be nice to you? Be nice to them. Very simple. Why is this a change here? Especially for the Jews. Because the Jews were used to hearing something similar, but in negative terms. Do not do to your body what you don't want him to do to you. Passive engagement. Here's the big thing. Divine commandment. Commandment. The Lord commands us. And on this, the Holy Father say, hangs on our salvation. As you wish other men to do, do so to them. And right before this, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. Charity. As a, command, a set of commandments here, from which the highest of all charity is love your enemies. In the reading today, we're told, if you love those who love you, what does that credit to you? What does that benefit you? It says, because even the sinners love those who love them. Who are these sinners? Well, first of all, the fathers say, these are the ones who indeed are sinful people who turn to Christ and receive them in the church. But much more so are the ones who are not received in the church, who have not heard of Christ, who have not embraced His way, the path, the truth, and the life. This would be the pagans, the ones out there. Even they do these things. So if we love the one who loves us, if we give to the one who gives to us, and if we are good to the one who is good to us, what credit is that to us? Meaning, it is not sufficient. The commandment that is frightening today, but liberating, is this. Love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. There's a reward for doing this. We'll be sons of the Most High. Alright, let's talk a little bit about loving enemies. None of us here was exempt or is exempt from having enemies. If we don't really have them, we think they are our enemies. And we've seen it in so many different places and shapes. The devil is truly the enemy. And when he works through us, he puts us in an antagony, antagonistic position here. And there's, there's the first step that we think of, 
I have this guy or this lady who's an enemy of mine. I don't hate him or her. Lord says today, that's good. This is the entry step. But what benefit is that to you? This is a passive thing. It is a passive entry level when I say, I, 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 I don't hate this person anymore. I forgive them. This is why the teaching today is revolutionary. Because this approach of doing good thus far, in a passive way, is not going to count for us for receiving the award. What the Lord is saying now, you as Christians, you ought to be different than the world. And don't just stay there, stay at home, and say, I don't hate this person anymore. But what? Love that person. Do good. Become active. Charity, the highest charity level of love, to be put in practice. What does it mean? How would this manifest itself? As as St. John Chrysostom says, don't wait for your enemy to come to, to fix it with you. Don't wait. Just go and do it. Do what? Approach the enemy. We'll see in just a moment here. And with humility, um, try to repair that. Serve the enemy. If he's in need or not, serve him. Show over, come out of your skin, as we say, to do something for that person. Good. Why would you do this? Because God blesses us with our enemies. The Holy Father say, enemies are a blessing to us, and we should be thankful to God for them. They bring to us at times hatred. We feel sadness, anger, bear grudges. Our mind gets, you know, like the crows were this morning. If you were here early today, the birds, man, were making so much noise. So much noise. And for a while, you know, I fell in the trap there, paying attention to them. This is what enmity does to us. Our mind is just captured in that loop, and we go and dig and dig and dig our heels down in the ground. And we're darkened, and we don't function anymore, and we do stupid things. And I thought, the birds, oh, with the blessing. God knows why they're here. I'll focus on the liturgy, on the, on the preparation service. And I didn't hear them anymore. This is what the Lord is telling us. By loving the enemy, all that anger, all the grudges, all the sadness, all the darkness will go away. The greatest possession of all, the Holy Father say, is perfect love. And this is what's granted to us to acquire when we engage the enemy. If we don't, we miss that opportunity. We miss that opportunity. Perhaps, one of the fathers say, you do not hurt him, that enemy, at all by hating him. Perhaps not. But, you surely tear yourself apart. When we hate somebody, when we nurture feelings, aggressive feelings, we hurt ourselves. Although the other might be just fine, nice. When we do benevolent acts towards our enemy, this is to spare ourselves more than that person 
And when we go up high, and when we show kindness to the enemy, when love becomes active, we benefit more than the other one, than the enemy. What is the reward that we receive? You'll be sons of the Most High. Do good to others. Have you ever thought why do you do good to others? Why do we serve in the I help? Why do we offer our help to the I helpers? Why do you come to be here for the other ones who are late to, to make sure that their work is being done early in the morning? Why are you nice to family? Why is that? Because they will have food, one might say. Because they will be spared the trouble. Because our children, with this in mind, will have skateboards, education, you name it. There are reasons that we nurture in our heart to justify, to drive us for doing good. Whereas the Lord here, in this short passage, teaches that the only reason that we should have in mind when we do good, when we love the enemy, when we give without expecting anything in return, was the reason. Not to help those because they don't have to put on the table, but that I will be son, a son of God, of the Most High. This changes the perspective. I'm nice to my enemy. I try to love him because this opens the door for me to be adopted to be called as the Son of the Most High. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful, means, in a way, yes, be so mercy, be generous. Because God is so generous, He is so merciful with everybody. God is the one who sends the sunlight over the evil and over the good. And the rain over the righteous, over the unrighteous. He does not distinguish between the bad and the good. But He is giving it to all. Being merciful as your Father is merciful refers to the attitude that we have in our mind when we practice charity of loving the neighbor, of doing good, of giving without expecting in return. Quantity is irrelevant if it's for serving a purpose of glorifying ourselves, it doesn't go anywhere. So we love our enemies and we do good to others, those who hate us, and we bless those who curse us, because we are called to be sons of the Most High. We do this for our benefit, for our peace. Allow me to close here with a few practical reasons. First of all, how many enemies do we have? Well, once there was a man in Sicily, just happened to be the mafia boss there. And you know, he felt his death was coming and he remembered the priest and he called for the priest to come so he could receive the confession and communion as, as they do as well. So the priest comes and he said, you know, before administering to you the sacraments, you need to forgive your enemies. And he's, he's asking the, the, the mafia boss, have you forgiven your enemies? And, and he says, well, I, I don't have any. He says, what? After so many years of evil doing, and you know, you don't have any enemies? He says, no, I don't have any. I killed them all. 
That's not the solution, is it? What I'm hinting to? Forgetting. Forgetting. I'm going to be good. You know, it will pass. What he did to me, you know, oh, I'll be good. And Time will take care of it. Wrong. Time will not take care of it. It's written in the book there. It will stay on our heart and on his. And it's so important, in fact, as we are reminded by Christ himself in the Sermon of the Mount, if we have, if we hold anything against somebody else, and come to the temple, to church, with the offering, would this be a lamb, would this be a bird, would this be the prosphoro, this in the morning, would this be the lit candle, would this be a, the credit card, would it be myself offering myself? What does he say? If I hold something against anybody else, my neighbor, leave it there at the door, go fix that problem, then come and make your offering. Holding grudges, anger, attitudes, enmity are um, barriers, are stoppers for us to receive Holy Communion. That's why we have confession, the mystery of confession to, to take care of this. So, many enemies could be around us, but that's not the solution. Okay, so, the Holy Father's here. If we sense that we're drawn into enmity on the path of the world... Avoid this St. John of Kronstadt. Avoid by every means occasions, causes, and words that produce enmity. Be, be wise. And avail yourself of every opportunity and occasion to show holy and sincere love. In other words, if you have to write that email back and your heart is not at peace, stop it. Avoid that. Do not allow yourself for a moment to have any ill feeling against anyone. It's the willpower here. Do not allow ill feelings. Always be kind to everyone, conquering your evil disposition by the love that endures all things and conquers all things. Avoid obstinacy, self-will, and opposing your neighbor. I add to this, yes, you might be right. If possible, avoid that. Avoid opposing the neighbor. Do not persist in having your own way in order to satisfy your caprice or in order to intentionally injure anyone. Well, if it escalates, St. Mark the ascetic, when you have been insulted, cursed, or persecuted by someone, do not think of what has happened to you. And many times we react to this feeling humiliated, wanting to leave, including leaving the church. Do not think of what has happened to you. But, think of what will come from it. And you will see that your insulter has become the cause of many benefits to you. Not only in this age, but in that which is to come. Another father reminds us, when this happens, thank God that you are given the light to see something broken inside. And you focus on that, to work on that. What is it that the enemy points to for you to improve, for us to improve? And finally, from Saint Paisios, one of the most beloved contemporary saints. If we are in the conflict now, so if it escalates, if we suffer slander and injustice in the hands of frivolous or cunning people who are full of malice and distort the truth, we should try if we can. (laughs) So Saint Paisios, we should try if we can. Not to defend ourselves against them. 
Wow. Doesn't it sound like Christ on Golgotha going to be crucified? He didn't defend himself. When he was judged, when he was abused, when he was humiliated, he did not defend himself. Do not defend our, not to defend ourselves against them. Especially if the injustice is about ourselves only. The best thing is to forgive them with all our heart and to ask God to give us the strength to bear the burden of slander while continuing our spiritual life quietly and undetected as much as we can. Wow. Forgive. Ask God to give us strength. Not ask God to do some harmful things to others, but to burden, to wear this burden quietly. Continuing our spiritual life quietly and undetected as much as we can. Why is this? Because when we do this, brothers and sisters, we enter the mystery of the cross. And mysteries such as divine liturgy are not to be brought out into the world, but are to be entered how? Quietly, undetected as much as we can. It's a mystery. God gives the enemies for us to grow, to be to become who we are, the adopted sons of the Most High. Yeah. This is how we should pray. Let those who have it as their habit to judge and condemn others continue to wrong us. Let them pound on us. Because in this way, they are preparing golden laurels for us in true life. You will be sons of the Most High, as the Lord says. Naturally, all those who are close to God Never curse, because there's no malice in them. They have only goodness and gentleness. And the bad things people throw upon these holy souls are sanctified. The bad things are thrown, and before they touch them, they become holy. They become the weapon of God, not of the enemy. And moreover, they, these people feel a great hidden joy. You see here, again, the sense of this mystery, of the joy of God present in the middle, in the midst of this affliction. affliction. In 1914, there was an event that continues to impress the world to this date. We know of the Christmas truce, the temporary armistice. At the beginning of the war, the German and the British armies, probably set by their commanders, their culture, their media, to hate one another, stopped when Christmas Day came, put down the guns, put down all the enmity, and they gathered together in the middle of the battlefield to celebrate Christmas. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. The soldiers, the generals, the least of all to the top, they were there for that day, embracing one another 
kissing one another and wishing one another Merry Christmas. How merry can Christmas be on the battlefield? St. Paisios tells us that they probably felt that great hidden joy of the mystery of the cross. They were called, asked, commanded to embrace by forgiving the enemy and doing good to the one who hates us and blessing the one who was upset with us. So we two brothers and sisters, not just for a day, we too can do the same with our enemies. If we only could bring to our hearts and our minds the sense of Christmas every day. If we could sense the great charity that God gives us every day, so much goodness, so much love upon me, the sinful one, He still pours it down. And upon the saints, then we would too be able to give this charity abundantly, of love of enemies and doing good to others. St. Paul, in his epistle lesson today, quoting the prophets, God speaking, I will live in them and move among them. God moved among these soldiers when they stopped fighting. God did. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Therefore, come out of them. Come out of the world. And be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch nothing unclean. Then, I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Just like in the Gospel reading, you shall be sons of the Most High. And St. Paul continues, since we have these promises, they stand, they are solid, unshakable. Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit. And make holiness perfect in the fear of God. And thus, enter the mystery of the cross. To the one who opened the door of paradise through this cross. And gave to us his very mystery of the body and blood. Who gives us the mystery of forgiveness. Who teaches us the great mystery of forgiving the enemy. To Him, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, be glory unto the ages of ages, together with His Father and the Holy Spirit. Amen.